welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, this is Marshall. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. It really does mean a lot when we get your DMs telling us what you guys have learned or how much you guys enjoyed it. It's been a really blast doing this, and I'm super excited about what's coming up this fall. A lot of stuff going on with the podcast, and want to make sure that you guys know about the Mobile Tech Expo Happy Hour. So coming to Mobile Tech Expo Las Vegas in September, September 5th, 6th, and 7th. September 5th is the big training day. DJ and I will be leading a class on branding, on marketing, on how detailers can brand themselves and use today's new forms of marketing to grow their detailing business. We will also be doing an environmental discussion with Ben from Narwhal Trailers. But the cool thing about doing Mobile Tech Vegas is not doing pint night, is doing pint happy hour. So at 3 o'clock on Friday, once you kind of wound down from uh, looking around at all the booths, we're going to have free beer. (laughs) What better way to kind of close down the first day of Mobile Tech than to come hang out, drink free beer, and see all the other detailers. All right, so that's at Mobile Tech Las Vegas. That's going to be September 5th. So get a, get a flight, get there. The hotel's at a really great place. The convention or trade show, I guess, is going to be done really well. We love what Sheldon and the guys and the other women from Mobile Tech are doing. So be a part of it. Join us. And as Sheldon said, uh, if you want to get in on some Education Day discount, use Pints as your discount. So look forward to seeing everybody there. Hey, make it a great day. Yo. That's your opening? That's Yo. <laughs> hey, DJ, why don't you roll with it? Yo. Yo. <laughs> Welcome to the Pines of Polishing Podcast. Yo style. Yo. No, this is the Oklahoma edition. It was a very awkward introduction. Yeah, definitely. It did get it a little got, awkward. I mean... Yep, they did. You swallowed, you know, it's that's, just it's the way it goes. Why do you have to, it really got awkward, and there was no swallowing in the intro whatsoever. There was, even Paul commented about it, it was all over your shirt. Oh, goodness. Why would you literally <laughs> find a way to always go down that road on the I intros? Didn't go down. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, hey, guys, so in this episode, we had Brian Minky from Oklahoma City. Uh, in the intro, Marty joked about him potentially being a. Can you find a word for it? Yeah, I couldn't either. That's why I kind of really stuttered, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I got to come up with something." Yeah. Anyways, Brian has a great, great operation in Oklahoma City. Like, he's killing it, and is going to continue to kill it and grow. And uh, it was cool to have him on. We drank some uh, Stone Cloud, Neon Sunshine. Compared it to what? Blue, Blue moon. moon. Yeah. And I definitely chose the. Uh, the heavier over the easier. Mm-hmm. It so is what it is. It is what it is. The point is that DJ has grown into in Tulsa, the predominant you know detailing company. 
in Oklahoma City. There's some other ones, but definitely Bryan is one of the predominant there in Oklahoma City, which is only about an hour away, 90 miles. Yeah. Uh, maybe all the way downtown, he's an hour and 20 minutes. But either way, you know, still in some aspects of people in relativity to, let's say, New York. An hour away in New York is only probably, what, 10 minutes? I mean, yeah. for us. Like, for sure. You know, like, for sure. So, but in our realm, you know, there's really only two big cities, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. It really yeah. is, in Oklahoma. Welcome so, to Oklahoma. Um, but it's been really interesting to see the way he grows. He's a very different guy. He thinks differently than other people. And you learn that very early on where I said, hey, hold on, let's talk about that. So, very a lot of information to dig from this episode. Yeah, with we talked about you know how to market, how to do you know why did he start the way he started, with then also growing a team and different ways of hiring employees and yeah ha- paying wages and the easier way to do it and the harder way to do it. Mm-hmm. And it had some expertise here actually to talk about that too. So it was it was a good episode. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, you will get a segment here with uh, Sheldon from Mobile Tech. And, uh, guys, if you are going to Mobile Tech, use Pints as your discount. You'll get a discount when you buy your package. And um, he is very happy to offer our listeners and anybody else that you know, even that they don't know about Pints Apology Podcast, and they're going to go to Mobile Tech, tell them use the word Pints. We get nothing from it. It's literally just that they gave the opportunity to you and to your friends to save money because you listen to the podcast. That's fucking awesome. Easy enough for me. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, that's killer. So thank you, Mobile Tech Expo. Thank you, Sheldon. We love you guys. And um, we will hopefully then see you at uh, Mobile Tech Expo Vegas, inaugural Vegas. It, oh, Happy it is. Hour. Oh. It is the inaugural Vegas. This will be a first of, I mean, there'll never be another Never no, will it. be this another Mobile Tech Expo Vegas. Interesting. We don't no. know what happens in 20 years. Do they grow? There'll be another Mobile Tech Vegas, probably. No, but no, no. My point is, does Mobile Tech Vegas start to overtake oh. other shows that go to Vegas? Hmm. We don't know. Mobile Tech, extensive in education. And this is their first Mobile Tech yep. Expo yep. Vegas. And I you was saved money. You saved money on it by using That's pints. Cool. I didn't think about the uh, the weight behind that. It yeah. is the first Mobile Tech Vegas. Like mm-hmm. No one knows what to expect right now. Yep. Everybody's like, oh, is anybody Should going? I go? Can I go? Who the fuck cares? Why would you not be there? Yeah. Then? Oh, that just means that there's less people. That just means you get more time with more vendors, exposure. more exposure, more time That's with a, in education we're not even, we're sessions. Intro, but listen, that just, I mean, I clicked a bell. Like, literally, if no one goes, great for you. People are going. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just, just saying there's some concern that. Yeah, no, I'm, I, yes. But go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, there, but I'm just saying, worst case scenario, no one goes. You're there with all the, you know, big names. I don't know. You get more time. You get a lot of one-on-one time. A lot of one-on-one time. A lot of one-on-one time. You don't get that ever. You don't. You will not get, let's just say SEMA. Could you get one-on-one time at SEMA for longer than 30 seconds to two minutes? 15 to 30 seconds. Like, very rarely because there's so many people. That's the time it takes to take a picture. Yeah. But know. Mobile Tech Vegas, you're going to get They've already it. sold out half the education. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's already booming. Like, I'm Yeah, just that's saying. what I'm saying. I'm just like, saying. Not that there's not going to be anybody theory, there. In theory, hypothetically, like, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying is you can't lose. You can't lose. you, you got to go. You can't lose. 
Plus, DJ will be there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we got a little Oklahoma edition on the Pints and Polishing podcast. Mr. Patterson, your uh, Oklahoma City, uh, which a lot of people would compare to early in the days. There was uh, Mimki out of Oklahoma City and DJ Patterson <laughs> out of uh, Tulsa. We got your, uh, I don't want to say competitor. It's more like your. It's not even a rival. It's not a compet- no, yeah, not even a rival, but like your, your oh, your, your boy? Would it be your boyfriend? My boyfriend? Would it be your, your detailing boyfriend? Did, uh, is that where you went with no, it? No, not really, actually. Hey, no, really excited to have you on, Mr. Mimke. I like, think... what was that? <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> the worst intro ever. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think the last time we saw you, Mimke, uh, you were leaving a, uh Airbnb house, never to return he again. He was running from the Airbnb. Yeah, out, out at SEMA, uh, the first and maybe only time I go out there. I, uh, <laughs> I ended up getting a little sick. And uh, needed some uh, comfortable bed, and uh, I left and slept in a hotel room until my flight the next day, and I was out of there. You, you didn't enjoy SEMA, huh? No, it's a little overwhelming for me. I'm a, I'm a little bit simpler, I, I suppose. And uh, I got to see what I wanted to see and talk to the people I wanted to talk to, um, but there was a lot to do out there. Right, it, you're right. It is a little overwhelming. There's so much going on. You to, you definitely have to have a game plan when you go out there, and I did not have a game plan uh, when I I got out there. It also didn't help that I lost my cell phone in a taxi cab uh, as they dropped me off at at the actual event center, so I had no information or or really anything. So it was a good start. Yeah. Did they give it back? And uh, I had a, a cab number on there, and I was able to track it down. But it, it was a little stressful, stressful for a little while. I can imagine. I can imagine. All right, so I think you did say you found a beer. What are you sipping on? I am sipping on a, a left-hand brewing company, Milk Stout Nitro, this evening. Yeah, Milk Stout from Left Hand's delicious. Uh, Done the tour up at Left Hand Brewery. It's up uh, in Longmont. Um, really cool place. They 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 say that they are was it employee owned? DJ wouldn't like that term, but he would want them to say team member owned. Team member owned for sure. And um, one of the yeah yeah like and one of the best tours I've been on. The Coors Light tours? That, no no from Left Hand. Oh Left Hand yeah yeah. Uh, they have in their little uh, tasting area, they have that game. I don't know if you've seen it, where there's just a nail, little hook over on the wall, and then this, like, I don't know, six, eight-foot string hanging down about six or eight feet away from the ceiling with a little hook, or I mean with a little circle, and you have to try and, like, swing the circle over onto the hook. Have you ever seen those? Well, yeah, I've, I've only seen it at a couple different bars randomly. Uh, one down in Texas that we like to go to during that car wash show, Humper, Humperdinks. The Swingers Club? 
No. You said you're swinging. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm barely hearing you. You're cutting it out, Marty. It's cutting out. You said you're. <laughs> see, you're, you're, there's a there's a swinger there's a swingers game. There's a swingers game in at a bar you like a lot when you go out on the car wash show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, dude. Something like that. Interesting. Hey, now you know. Good thing you never invite me to. No wonder you don't invite me to the car wash show. <laughs> he already has a partner for that. All right. Uh, that's too funny. All right, so left hand, great beer. DJ, we both grabbed. We, <laughs> we both grabbed one. Uh, yeah, we're doing Stone Cloud Brewery out of Oklahoma City. That's for you, Brian. Uh, it's the Neon Sunshine. Yeah, Belgium yeah, stuff. It's around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stone Cloud Brewery is literally right around the, the corner from my shop. Nice. Downtown Oklahoma City. That's awesome. And I uh, and I've yet to visit them. I I feel bad. I need to go and uh, check them out. Check their tap room out. Yeah. So the uh, Neon Sunshine's a uh, wheat ale spiced with tangerine zest and coriander. What does coriander even taste like? Well, so basically think of this as like a blue moon. That's what they're going to go after. This is basically like a, mm. this is their version of blue moon. Blue moon's definitely uh, definitely better. Really? Yeah. I think the blue moon's fuller. This is a little bit easier. I like full. Yeah. You like easy. And I like easy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brian, nestled in the downtown area of Oklahoma City, let us yeah. know, let us know who you are, who's Brian Mimke, and um, and then give us a little bit of info on your business. Yeah, that Brian Mimke is just a little detailer and a very small shop. Uh, really, just focus on long term paint protection. I got started uh, polishing cars probably back in like '04. Uh, 05, I stumbled across um, a 50-50 of paint correction, and it blew my mind, and uh, I spent several years... Right, 04, 05, where did you stumble? Was that... What was 04, 05? Facebook? 04, yeah. Was it Facebook? When was MySpace? No. No. 04, Facebook wasn't even around. When I started college, there wasn't Facebook yet. It didn't roll out until like the... Oh, yeah, I'm thinking 14. I'm year. thinking 2014. You're saying 0405. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. Well, 0405 is MySpace. It's when I really kind of got started. What was, the, what was the car wash? Uh, that was MySpace for six, sure. 6, 7, and 8. What was Zanga? Remember that? I don't yeah, remember yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, the, the way I stumbled across this was on a Beamer forum. I was, I'm, I'm a huge BMW guy, and there was a detailing section. And these people would do write-ups on on the cars they were doing, and it I, I just I didn't understand what was going on. Like the the pictures I saw blew my mind. Um, and and it, it's kind of funny. I ended up getting to like be within the group um, with some of the guys that I had had looked up to um, from the very get-go. Uh, West Walls out in California, uh, Nick Oates up in PA. Um, they were doing a lot of posting around this time, and it really just stuck. And I talked to them a lot and figured out how to do stuff. I started buying tools and just gave away a lot of, a lot of uh, 
free details and a lot of free polish work um, up until about 2009, 2010. So were you and, working uh, someplace then? No, uh, no, I, I really, I was, I graduated, I started OU uh, in 04, graduated 2009, so I was down in Norman. Uh, I worked at a little European shop, uh, Eurosport Motors, and really I was a tech there. I did oil changes, um, tires, um, you know, just worked on cars, but that's really where I got introduced to um, a lot of more European vehicles, um, some higher-end stuff, a lot of Porsches, a lot of Mercedes, a lot of BMW, and that's, I, I really enjoy these type of vehicles and wanted to work around them, and honestly kind of got tired of being super greasy all the time, and uh, detailing was always in the background, but I never really thought of it as as a job. It was just fun, and, um, and then it kind of turned into to a little bit more than just fun. Um, I think it was 2011, I, I paid my mortgage just from Saturday, Sunday detailing work for a whole year, um, and that kind of started that this whole journey off, and uh, I jumped ship and been grinding ever since. So, let me go back to, you said there were some other guys that were on this BMW forum. Yeah. Describe yeah, the uh, describe the forum because there was going to be a lot of people that listen that what's a forum exactly so you know there's <laughs> yeah, still some forum like, yeah I kind of forget forums like it's sort of the entry like level is sort of the entry social media mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah I mean, me yeah, and uh, totally. me and Lane me and Lane joke all the time it's like yeah I learned that on a forum one like it's just yeah, forums are kind of I don't know if they're still died I guess it's just like Facebook groups anymore probably. I was young and wanted to know everything about BMWs, and that was BeamerForums.com. Um, heck, I'm still a member of, the, of that that uh, forum, and it's been almost 20 years now. Um, so you're still pretty active in it. I, I mean, no, I, I'll go back from time to time. I I uh, I stay too busy with uh, what I got at the shop. Yeah, that kind of overwhelms me and uh, my time. Um, I'm definitely a uh, struggle for uh, time management, probably. I, uh, I definitely enjoy working. So you enjoy the hands-on? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> trying to get out. I, everybody tells me you, you need to work on instead of in, and I thoroughly enjoy working in the business. I am definitely a hands-on type of person. Um, so it, it becomes a struggle just managing the business side while also doing you know doing the work itself but i have a team of guys it's not like it's just me at the shop or anything i i kind of run around like a chick off my head cut off most days yep sounds like most uh <laughs> most detailing owners right <laughs> here's 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 what i want to go back to that forum once you know we'll let everybody know what it is so other detailers were on there when they were on the forum, what did they talk about? How did they present their topics? And I want to go into that for just a brief moment. Yeah, well, I mean, and I honestly kind of just mimicked what they were doing. Um, they would do very detailed write-ups of, of the process, what they did. They, exactly, they, exactly. They took, they took pictures. They took pictures. 
pictures of, of the car being washed. They took pictures of the clay bar, you know, showing all the contamination on it. Uh, they talked about the pads they used, the machines they used, the chemicals they used. Um, they, they showed very in-depth pictures. And I'm talking I'm talking a post with, you know, anywhere from 40 to 80 plus pictures on it. Like, this stuff takes a lot of time to, to write and produce. Um, much similar to what people are doing now with their websites and doing, like, blogs. This is really, like, this is like the start of blogging um, in a way as well. Um but the process, it showed you the process. It, it walked you through. It, it was an experience. And that that really, like, talked to me. I, like, I enjoyed the change. Uh, I enjoyed being able to take something that's trash and turning it into almost perfect because nothing's ever going to be perfect. Um, what? I, I, I enjoyed that. And I, I figured out a way. I figured out a little niche market and... It's kind of grown into something I didn't even really expect. Do you think that some of the way you learned early on has definitely affected, you know, your style of business and the way you handled in your customers and your marketing? I, I don't know about, not necessarily, because I wasn't too concerned with, like, early on, I, w- I didn't concern myself with marketing because I wasn't no, 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 sorry. I asked it the wrong way, I think. Basically, the way you read, the, you just went through this big description of how in-depth they were and the way they presented stuff, yeah. you, right. and you said that you latched onto that. So do you think that translated yeah. then into now the way you operate? So in a way, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I, I don't know if I would necessarily think of that off the top of my own head, but, yeah, no, I, 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 I am definitely – very thorough in explanation. I want people to understand what I'm providing because I feel like there's so much misinformation. Um, and, you know, of course, the internet, like, you can read absolutely anything, really, <laughs> wherever you want to look, you can find what you're wanting to find, uh, whether it's right or wrong. So I'm just very realistic with people. I, I like to have great conversations with my clients. Um, when I got started early on, I kind of mimicked what they those people were doing so i i in turn took a lot of pictures i did a lot of write-ups and it's funny that we're talking about this because i stumbled across one of my old write-ups and i did you know i just went through it and saw the pictures like heck yeah that was awesome and i got a lot of people like early on i i got several people who stumbled across forums and saw my work and would contact me and that's that's really how it all started that's that's cool. So it was all off of info and not off of just pictures. And I, that's sort of where I was going is actually having relevant content and not just the same pictures over and over again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I always tell people I have so much content. It is absolutely ridiculous. But I, I struggle at processing. I, I'm not... I don't really like computers too much. I don't like editing. Um, I, I probably have, you know, 3,000 plus photos over the last five years of, of a lot of work that nobody's seen. Um, hundreds of uh, videos that definitely nobody's seen of just great work. And this is great content. And, and it's definitely the way that you want to present yourself because the pictures talk, but there's so much more than just the picture. I feel like, everything's so image heavy 
something to to capture people and it's totally you know and then it turns you know this business turns into a, a marketing game but have I feel to like have everybody, to be. literally yeah, yeah well we have to be and that's it everybody's business is a marketing game and then it's like uh, some days I feel like I'm more of a marketing you have to be a marketing am, every like, company has to be a marketing company. company as well as being whatever the hell company they are yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly whether it's at a base level of or at a massive level where you do mass production crap that some people do but yeah, cool. All right, so anyway, like I said, we chased some rabbits. I, once you said that, I was like, okay, I, I bet you there's some good information there. And I, I think so. I mean, it, anybody that's wanting to start out, it, your early years and what you grow off of and how you operate in your very, very early times, now it's not a guarantee, but that does definitely transcend into how you're going to be a business later. Yeah, uh, and when you said it that way, I the way that I did it early on, we still do it exactly the same way. Like I, I, I always tell my clients, like I detail from like an enthusiast point of view. Like I like to think that we detail like the the guy who who just bought you know everything they could off of the online store, and they just spent you know six seven hundred dollars worth of products, chemicals, tools. And, and they're going to go to town on their vehicle. Like, I still remember doing that to my first vehicle and, like, how much fun that was, how much I enjoyed that. And that's the direction we I, I started, and that's how we still do it now. Granted, like, in, in the last five to seven years, the technology in our tools, compounds, polishes, um, I can definitely get um, – I, I, I still get the same results, but I'm definitely getting them a little bit quicker. Yeah. Um, and and of course, of course, I'm I'm more efficient in my process because as you as you age, your efficiencies do become better because you, you figure out the process. I just I just splooged all over DJ shirt. What? No, you <laughs> you opened a beer <laughs> and it splashed on my hand. No, it got all over your shirt too. Yeah, that's that's in your dreams. No, no, it was the the white fluffy part. Really sick, yeah. dude. Wow. All right, so Mickey, <laughs> when <laughs> we, what are people thinking right now? Like, <laughs> well, no, I, I, I do have uh, some really good positive feedback for you. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, I. As you, I think you remember, I said, hey, I got a buddy that his mother-in-law has a Tesla needing done, and I was referring him over to you. Awesome. And they then, I don't recall that. They then brought all their vehicles and continued to use your services. It, my best friend from high school, Stuart Letcher. <laughs> he just now found this out on the podcast. That's cool. That is awesome. They are absolutely wonderful people. Uh, Lynn Sosman, uh, she calls me Dr. Bass. Uh, yes, she brings her Tesla in absolutely religiously. Um, Stuart actually had polished and coated it um, in, I believe, OptiCoat 2.0, if I remember. Yes. Um, and, and we get to maintain it, and that car looks absolutely flawless. Um, and, and Stuart was actually recently in, they, uh, yeah, purchased another vehicle and we got it all ceramic coated and, 
facilitated window tinting as well. Yeah, I was just over there uh, Friday night with the girls, and they told me about that they were continuing to take all their other cars to you. I was like, yeah, yeah, we love Brian. I don't know. I don't know how I I didn't catch that, or because I've had I've had great conversations with them uh, and in depth conversations, and I don't recall you being break, recall you being brought up, but um, probably I not. Be, I mean, I'm sure they're gonna. Uh, me here in like the next four or five days to get scheduled because i think it's about time yeah Stuart, um he's on the lookout so Stuart always was a car guy and as you know now he's driving a raptor which is very different for him but he drives it like he's in a in a sports car like he so he's a he's a pilot and so he's got the need for speed how else did you drive it um like you drive your Jeep? Like I drive. With a leg out? <laughs> with your leg out? With the rain? Going like, at about 40 in a, yeah. in a 45. Just cruising along. Is it, oh, is that why your beard didn't fall that one day? Caught, have you ever caught any bugs with your foot? Not that I know of, huh? Because there's that, okay. there's that whole uh, uh, side, oh, you yeah, know, that, that fender flare. Yeah, right that there. fender yeah. flare. So, no, I, hey, one, so, side note. One day I was, uh, this shows how slow Marty drives. I was working out back in the warehouse or something. And I set my beer on Marty's front bumper. He's got like, oh, this yeah. big metal bumper. And I'm like, where the fuck did my beer go? I'm like, hey, Marty, did you, did you look, 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 look on the front of your car? Like, No, 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 no. I, I sent you a picture. Yeah, yeah. I was like, bro. I was like, hey, I, I can't put my beer anywhere. Like, dude, it's on my front bumper. Like, he's yeah. like 20 I minutes away from I made it all the way home, <laughs> and it stayed That's on the front bumper. That's a full beer. I'm like, damn, Paul brought that over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, Stewart's good people. Um, you're right. I mean, he did. He he is an enthusiast. He normally would do his own vehicles until he's found you. Yep. So yep. Um, high regards for what you do. That's why I sent him your way. And Thank you much. and he is on the lookout. I guess you know some stuff. A part of being retired next year from military and stuff. Like he's like mm-hmm. he gets to get his dream car. Uh, awesome. I'll, have to, it right now? I'll have to give him a call and see what he's uh, thinking about. Yeah, you will. That's why I was bringing it up. Like you, you need to, you need to. He would love to toss stuff back and forth with you on that. Totally. Uh, I will reach out to him and we'll figure out a, an awesome car to acquire for him. Just tell him though that he is not allowed to put acid on the wheels. Yeah, let's not do that. Did he have a? Did he have an accident with some acid on wheels? So, in high school, Uh-oh. yep. <laughs> so, Stuart worked at a couple different places locally. One, this little like, um, not a motorsport really place, but kind of like a you would go to get a high end vehicle. But then that guy Nazar, he he sold out and went to go work at a Jackie Cooper, which is the big, you know, Jackie yeah. Cooper. And he's a salesman there for years and years and years. Anyway, I had my first car was a Chevy S10. Hmm. Red, little tiny thing. What's new? Right? Well, it's not red. You're a dog, Marty. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it had chrome rims, and he just had to get them clean because... You know, I guess I just wasn't doing a good enough job. And he uh-huh. soaked them down in acid 
and then went, oops. Yep. And we couldn't get them off. Like, I'm like, now looking back, I'm like, so maybe they weren't chrome. Maybe they were polished aluminum. I don't know. But he... You knew you stained them as soon as you tried to rinse it off. Oh, yeah. And they just went like that the whole rest of the way through high school. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't like to use acid. Uh, I definitely, I got a bottle stashed away that only I know where it's at for extreme cases. Um, but, yeah, I definitely try to uh, refrain from any acid use. Uh, just in general. Luckily, most of the vehicles that I get to deal with, they're not usually too extremely nasty, so. Well, are they I'm, like mine where they clean the car for you before they bring it to you? So annoying. Yeah, I, I definitely have a handful of clients that do that. And, Marty's, uh, all his clients do that. <laughs> it's so stupid. It, it, makes, it, makes, it makes my life a little bit easier, and uh, it sometimes helps out on their pocketbook, too. So Yeah. yeah. I don't think I it gives a discount, spend, though. Unless, unless I got a charge. They just feel sorry for me. <laughs> No, they know that you just suck at, at the They're cleaning part. It's like, you know what? If I want to get a good job, let me go ahead and wash this shit first. Because <laughs> my kids yesterday, they were like, we were talking about something. And one of my kids, it was Jackson or Ellis, and they were like, Dad, does Marty ever, has he ever detailed a car in his life? I'm like, define detail. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm semi retired. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, I only do coatings. That's not even corrections anymore. Just coatings. No, you no enhancement and coatings. You do. <laughs> no, you. I'm not going to discount yeah, I, your work. I, you do great I work, but it's just funny because all your clients bring in clean ass vehicles. It's annoying. Hey, yeah, there's a guy that on one of my posts when I was trying to demo a product, he goes, "Yeah, that's great, but do it on a dirty vehicle." <laughs> <laughs> Marty does not get dirty vehicles. It's impossible. I was like, hey, man, that's as dirty as I get. I think that Isuzu came in. Was it clean, too? <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> it was old, beat to hell, but it was clean. 2004. It was clean. He got the memo. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. Uh, that's too funny. All right, Brian, we better jump into a topic, huh? Oh, we haven't even hit a topic yet? We haven't even hit up a topic, which I figured would happen. Hmm. All right, so our first topic we wanted to talk with you about is because, you know, you started with, like you said, corrections. You soon went into, you know, what? Yeah, you soon went into coatings. Well, like the the transition was like, all right, I'm enjoying cleaning cars. I'm absolutely thrilled polishing paint, and I want to focus on polishing paint, which I think a lot – like, I remember starting out, I feel like a lot of people, that's really what they want to kind of focus on because you get good rewards and, and the turnaround's really good. But um, there's a lot more to, to a vehicle than just polishing the paint. So detail, polishing paint, and then, of course, we were, I was just using a, a sealant at the time. I, I think Jet Seal 109 maybe from Chemical Guys. Um, what's what's that? Say that, but, <laughs> but you know that's that was like 15 years ago. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and um, it, it turned into how can I protect the paint a little bit better? Okay, I had a so approach me. there's there's a lot of guys that dog them, but you got to respect what they've done over the years to grow oh, yeah, into man. such a massive company. They're that huge. is now overtaking a little bit in some shells, McGuire's. They're going to be the they are the McGuire's of the new age. Yeah, literally. I mean, they're, they're, it, we, 
we're talking about marketing companies, they are an incredible marketing company. I, I still don't understand why you need like seven different soaps or, or like seven. That's that's low. Tires. It's seven. like seven D. That's sevens on the shelf. There's yeah, like yeah, seven exactly. in the back. Like one one product that does really well should be what you're focusing on. Uh, but hey, you know what? You know, like there's a lot of people out there. There's a bunch of different things, and people can like whatever the hell they want to like. So you know. Hey, more money to them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, it was. It, it got into protecting the paint. Um, had a customer approach me wanting to to put a ceramic coating on, and of course, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And um, I had didn't really know what I was doing, but it went really well. Um, and that got me into to installing coatings. Um, and everything kind of snowballed from there. Lots of hard work and time, but um, yeah, it's been pretty good success so far. What year did you first start doing um, a coating? Um, I think the very first coating I did was probably late, like December 2012, maybe January 2013. And then I think I, I maybe did like four or five coatings in. 2013 total and then 2014 I, um, I I stepped it up a little bit more I, I, I can't remember how many I did but late 2014 or maybe early 2015 I uh, got on with the Speedports program and and then really focused in a lot of coding work and I did a lot of correction and coding work yeah, and I love it that you jumped on so early. Um, what I wanted, what I wanted to ask, which I want DJ to chime in too, because I think this is a. Of course, people should be in coatings, right? I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. But then you also jumped into PPF, and so the the premise of my question, what I want to do for topic is bringing in additional revenue streams. So you were just a one guy at that point and you saw the need to bring in other stuff. DJ, at what point did you decide, okay, I should go beyond just cleaning cars to bring in something else for to increase your business? Well, I'm sure, DJ, you're probably the same as me. Like you quickly realized just cleaning cars isn't going to cut it. Um, like, like you have to do a buttload of cars to, <laughs> to make up the, the revenue difference. And I would rather do one car and spend a lot of time on that. Um, so that's the, I don't know. That's the direction I went with it. So it was for you. It was just, Hey, I can be doing more DJ. What about you? When, when did you decide, Hey, I should go into something to the next level, so to speak. I mean, that's just kind of when you become <clears throat> more business-minded, you want to find different revenue streams because you're right. Just cleaning cars is not going to cut it. It's not what I what I want to do as a company. I want to be able to offer not everything to my clients, but things that stay in the same realm as detailing, but also that can yep. be a step up. So we choose to work with the clientele that have uh, expendable or uh, uh, income that, or what do you call it? Uh, expendable. Expendable, yeah. It, no, there's another term. Yeah, uh, yeah, expendable income. So the people that have the uh, the income to spend on things and, and uh, the 
capacity to invest in things like ceramic coatings or PPFs or that really give a crap, opposed to the ones that have the 2003 Nissan Xterra or what, like, people would actually give a crap because me, you know, earlier on when I was, you know, detailing all the time, it's, I truly enjoy what I, what, what I did and, and I like working on nice vehicles and so forth, so I want to work and cater to that type, specific type of clientele. So to be able to offer more than just detailing those clients, I will say, so now we have clients that come to us for everything, window tint, PPF, um, you know, ceramic coatings, the details. We want to be pretty much almost everything we can be, and if we can't do it, we want to make sure we have a partnership with a company that can do it so we can Absolutely. sub it out to them. So we're kind of a – we try to be a one-stop shop in a sense, that makes sense. Um, yeah, in a sense for the realm of what you're wanting to do, and, and I'm exactly the same way. Um, we, you, uh, I sub out a lot of wheel repair. Yeah, if you can get it in, uh, if you can do it in house, it's great. But yeah, definitely want to have relationships outside of that. So you said you sub out wheel repair too. Yeah, yeah, yeah wheel repair. Um, I don't really lay any vinyl. Uh, it's kind of weird. A lot of people think, hey, if you lay clear bra, you can pretty much do anything. And um, I, I, I've never really laid vinyl. Vinyl's a whole different beast to me. Um, so I sub out uh, vinyl work quite often. You know, blackout like trim uh sometimes color changes if that's the direction they're wanting to go with um heck right now i'm working on i got a, a client that is having me basically upfit a 2012 uh, avalanche he's getting ready to uh give it to his son and kind of wants to you know clean it up a little bit so we're doing upgraded suspension we're doing upgraded wheels we're doing an exhaust on it uh getting the windows tinted uh, of course, we're going to get it detailed, cleaned up, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I really, I, I enjoy offering services like this uh, to clients. And, and, you know, obviously, this is a lot more than just cleaning cars. And I always joke with people, I'm I'm just a, a car washer. Yeah, and, um, and people like to bring, bring their car to one location and get everything done. I mean, just think about your buying habits. It's I mean, you, you don't want to take it to three different, four different, five different shops. Like, if, if one guy can yep. handle it all for you, even if, like, even if you're the middleman, like subbing out work, for instance, yep. I may get paid a, a few hundred bucks for subbing a workout, um, but I'm the I'm the main source. I'm the one that, that did it. So, so a few hundred more bucks that you didn't have, for instance, and whenever, you're the guy that people call. Exactly it. So for instance, That's last it. week we yep. had it. We had a Tesla in, and it needed that the front bumper repainted. I was the main yep. point of contact. I had the body shop take care. The guy was on a cruise. I had the body shop take care of it. The guy put the film on it. I corrected and coded it, and it was back to the and I delivered the car back to the client. Like it was, and I made all the money. Like it, not all the money, but I I made money for the subs, but also the detail and coding too was full price, obviously. But it just being a one stop shop is as best as possible is definitely great for you long term because I don't think anybody would argue. Let's go to how can other people make that happen. All right, cool. Hey, so, Paul, Paul's at the door. Great, great. What up, Paul? What do you mean? Shh, don't Wait, what are you shushing for, you Paul? What's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, we're just talking about uh, how to be the one-stop shop. Become a dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, the great. Like DJ was saying. Everything, but in the group in the realm of what I focus in, I'm definitely that shop to get that done. And also, it's it's it, it speaks to the 
the way that you run your business and the type of relationships that you have with your clients, um, a lot of my clients trust me completely. Like they, you know, they want my input on their vehicle, um, on, on what they should do. And that's funny. Right? When they call you and say, Hey, should, should, should I get black wheels or should I paint them or should I get windows? That's the best. Oh, hell yeah. You should. I had one client. It was awesome. He calls me, he goes, Hey, DJ, uh, should I sell my uh, my black on black GT3 or no, no 911 Turbo S and get a McLaren 720S? I'm like, well, I mean, you've, you've already got you know ten other cars, but I mean the Porsche. Yes. Uh, hold on, the, 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 the port the Porsche is worth a lot, but you haven't had a McLaren yet, so yeah. He goes, okay, I'll have it Friday. I'll call you. I'm like, what uh, what color what color 720? Uh, I don't know yet. He he he's one of the clients. He likes to surprise me. He'll text and he'll go. Hey DJ, can you coat this uh, 720s on Friday? I'm like, I didn't know you had a 720s yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. No, I, I, I will make my schedule work. Thank you. Yeah, All right. exactly. All right, so, but hey, how hey, can? Hey, 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 I'm going to throw this out here. Speaking of a 720, uh, everybody should check out Detail OKC on YouTube. I have a killer uh, video that we did for a 720s McLaren. I'm going to check it out and then top it. Oh, no. I'm no, kidding. <laughs> no, no I, I, I'm kidding. Because this client wouldn't even let me take videos or pictures of his cars at all. Like, yeah. at all. But I, I'm totally kidding. I'm not that kind of guy. No, that's what I was going to say. We I, were just talking about that kind of guy. I am not that kind of guy. <laughs> but, but so, okay, cool. So we understand the premise that we should be a one-stop shop. We should have other, th- you know, avenues for customers revenue to you're, you're looking we, for we, other revenue streams cool. to keep your business on low <laughs> yes let me we we need to go very core basic and go how all right so we got to we got to talk to some guys that are okay cool they're out there grinding they're getting after it their shops doing good or their mobile settings good yeah. how do they even start letting customers know the, the, the way that I got into it, so like the way that I, I already knew I wanted to add film to to my repertoire, basically. Like I'm all about long-term protection, and PPF is currently going to be the best protection you can get for paint as far as I'm concerned. Um, it, it's the only product that's actually going to absorb an impact. So, so all right, I have the ceramic coating. I need to offer something a little bit better. I need for rock chip protection. Um, so early on, I had a another company actually approach me. They did mobile PPF, and uh, they were just getting started, and uh, I brought them in. They did a few cars, and uh, I knew I kind of wanted to transition into that, so I kind of watched how they did it, and then I think either like the fourth or fifth car, uh, instead of calling them, I kind of stepped in and did it. And that's really how I started down Gangsta. The, the bunny hole of uh, Cut him out. Don't let Brian come into your shop. Don't, don't perform your sub-services in Brian's shop because he's taking it. No, that's badass. Yeah, I love I'm it, totally man. Happy. No, that's, that's, that's meritocracy. Like, uh, seven or eight months later, yeah, I ended what up buying all of their yeah, what exactly does that mean? Uh, just being because crazy. they ended up going I like under. I just don't know what it means. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian, we were chasing a rabbit. What? <laughs> I, what I was saying is, uh, about six or seven months later, I ended up uh, buying all of their equi- all of their equipment 
um, as they ended up going under, and I was able to, to purchase my plotter um, secondhand after only a few months of use, and um, really kind of just got into laying film. Um, everybody that I talked to when I was, you know, thinking about getting into it, they said plan on about a solid year and about ten thousand dollars to go to waste. Oh yeah, and, that's all uh, I hear. It yeah, it's an absolute truth. Um, I didn't. I didn't go the route of training. Um, I've never been trained. Um, I've laid a lot of film uh, early on. Um, some of the film wasn't that good. I redid a lot of stuff. I remember, I think, like, the third hood that I did, I think I redid it four times. Um, it was my first full hood. Um, so, you know, four times scrumbling up a, a bunch of PPF. Uh, I don't think I made money on that job. I'm glad you say that, Brian, because there's going to be a lot of people that go, yeah, but there's just no way I could do it. I could do it in four times. I lost, I lost a lot of I lost I mean, a lot No, of that's my point. I'm glad he's saying right. how much he sucked at it. Right. You've got to try stuff, and if you want to do it, you're going to fail. But if you fail enough, you'll eventually do something right, and then you run with that doing it right. Like, but you there's so many guys that, that just fail at something or they don't want to fail. That's the other one. They don't want to fail at it, and so they never even try it. That's why all the testosterone places are here in Tulsa. <laughs> That's why they're... <laughs> Is that where you just came from, Paul? <laughs> What's that? Is that where you just came from? No, no, no. I'll you look extra How are your test levels today, man? They good? I'm actually going to be in Oklahoma City to meet a uh, nice lady next week. Hey, so. nicely done. <laughs> Make sure you stop by the test place first. We're going to throw yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure your levels are hey, up. Hey, you know so what? I'm an old properly. guy, right? I'm like 30 years older than you guys are. So, I mean, you know, I can use all the help I can get. <laughs> hey, it's I'm a, like, a like, judgment-free zone. Like, it's a like, judgment-free zone. I do okay the first time, but the but the third and fourth fifth time, man, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so, I'm re- like I said, I'm really glad you brought that up, Brian, because not a lot of people that would have a high-end shop like you do would ever admit that they fucking sucked at something, but it took them a little while to get to where they're going. So, I really I, thank I you for saying that. I am realistic with people. I am I'm not here to like sugarcoat anything. Uh, I, I'm sure you know as we've had a lot of conversations. Like I'm gonna tell you how it is, and and like yeah, it, it was a struggle. Uh, what I would suggest to somebody who was seriously considering doing film or PPF, uh, absolutely go to training. You will you will probably be well above the curve. Um, do you do commercial stuff over. as well? Or just auto? What was that? Do you do commercial stuff or just auto? Do you do like windows uh, and things like that as well? No, no, just, yeah, just autos. Thank you. All right, so DJ. I haven't, I haven't been able to break into that realm. There's so many different You're stuck in the shop. You can't. <laughs> yeah. That's and that's it, yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, so DJ, you chose instead of bringing it in your own house, so to speak, you decided you wanted to sub it out. That's correct. So that would be another avenue. So whether somebody wants to try and go through the struggles or go through the training, they you decided and started doing that, you wanted to still make it available to your customers. How does somebody go about 
forming the relationships, testing the waters, because there's going to be, you know, multiple people that do it. How do you find the right guy? Walk us through that process. Uh, I got lucky, honestly. Uh, the connect that I, no, honestly, you didn't. Yes, I, I did. used to work for the guy. Okay, well, you recommended someone to me, and he happened to be a very good contact. So I can drop it off at uh, and the night before at, you know, 6 p.m. Uh, the guy gets to work at 4 o'clock every day. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's Non-stop. perfect. And he'll have it done for me by, you know, midday, and I get it co- or correct it, code it, and I'm good to go. So I've got a good system, which is why it's – but you branched out a little bit. You kind of I've tried to around, use different people. Like, yeah, I've tried to use more more of a higher end shops and so forth. And the turnaround time was a lot lot longer. Um, the some qualities on certain shops were were shit. Um, I just didn't like. I just I so vibe with who I have. So speak to the guys that don't have anybody Man. and how and you're going to have to. Yeah. You're going to have. So it, just like just like you, Brian, uh, you went through four hoods and it sucked. You had to fix stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. going to be a bigger headache yeah. for the guy that's trying to find someone because if it sucks, you, the detailer, has to not take it out of their shop and say, hey, man. Great point. Great uh, point. How this, do they handle that? It's hard. Me, I've got a harmony. I don't like to. I don't like confrontation, so I'm like, oh, dude. Like, but for someone, you just say, look, this isn't – maybe you can set it up like, hey – Maybe you can go interview them first and say, hey, I'm a high-end detail shop where I'm this and I'm that, and, 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 I, and I really want to start offering film to my clients. First of all, can you give me a, um, uh, a good rate? A wholesale. A wholesale rate. Uh, if so, what is it? Cool. I make 300 bucks, 400 bucks. Great. Uh, can I come by and see some of your work? I just want to come by, just see some of your work. Whenever you have a card next, just let me come by and just check it out because I want to offer my clients great work. You go check it out. The work looks great. Cool. Well, I mean, if you take the, take a client's card to their shop and, and it doesn't look good and there's bubbles in it or there's it's not covered all the way, then you have to let them know first and foremost that I'm not going to take a sh- car from your shop unless it's done correctly. And they got to understand that you're not going to do that. That way there's no confrontation when you're like, hey, man, no, it's not done. you got to do it again. So it's all done to your quality of excellence. Well, based on their level of expertise yeah i mean you've you've interviewed them you know that they, they do good work you've seen their work so you can say hey man i've seen your work i mean this isn't it and i'm sorry you've got to redo it or i can't get the client to pay you essentially so, so since it's all about making money right well, yeah so his, his margins are going to be higher because he does everything in house. i would say it's not all about making money if it was all about making money he would probably try and charge more it's more about taking care of your customer yeah. my, but my question is this right so his margins, Brian's margins, are going to be higher than Brian's margins are higher. Absolutely, because yeah. he deals with more yeah. headaches. He's, right? he's so so. Which yeah. one? Which one is equivalent? Because I mean, if I don't have to deal with headaches, to my model, if I can take it, e- I like subbing one, it out. Which is why we love the both. We wanted to bring both. I right. like subbing it out because my from what, what I've got going on my, and with with my with my position in my company, I, I don't want to. I don't. The, I, I like the headache that I have now. The premise is just there should be something there. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I recently did a, a video where I was talking about, you know, not being a perfectionist and being able to have other things in your business. And maybe even that's bringing in a team member, which we'll talk about in a minute. But just how can you take the best time right now in our industry to be a detailer? Brian, great question. Oh four, oh five, when you started, did you ever imagine that it would be this good right now? I don't even know if I had any imagine of what it could be. I don't. I think I was so wrapped up in 
and learning that. But like when I, like I, I don't know, oh eight oh nine is when I really started hit, hitting it a lot heavier as far as polish work goes. Um, and I would have never thought like. Like, like I mentioned, like it, the, the technology that has been introduced into detailing in like the last five, seven years is, is absolutely insane to me. Insane, which is why, like, so there's no reason to sit and be still as a detailer and just whatever you're doing that is just, you've got to go on to the next level. Because you will become irrelevant. Right. Well, no, you, yeah, you it, just, it, it, you've got to maximize right. what you're doing. It's not even the irrelevancy part. Because there's plenty of guys that have, they're like, hey, man, i got tons of work. i got tons of this. Like, cool. What about going a bit further? And so whether it is you bring it into your own shop, PPF, or you sub it out, the question or the point is just you should be doing it and you should let your customers know that you can do it. Yeah, you shouldn't have that comfort level, you know, where, okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm going to stay mm-hmm. from now on out. Because eventually you to, you're you going to get continuous improvement. And uh, to your point, irrelevancy, right? Uh, if we want to go Gary Vee and we want to say, you know, Barnes & Noble and all the different bookstores that didn't know that Amazon was coming or the taxi cabs that didn't know this. Like, the question that still pops into my mind is what happens when these apps that have been coming out for detailers or – Jonathan, who has zippies or whatever it is, what is it called? Uh, uh, Spiffy. Spiffy. Yep. As those companies continue to grow, they're going to come into cities and towns and mm-hmm. begin to take over, mm-hmm. right? Like there is a wave of technology coming, and if you do not become the established shop, mm-hmm. whether that's mobile or you know, or an actual standalone shop that can do multiple things for a customer, you never know, to your point about irrelevancy, you never know when somebody else is going to come in with more. Well, it, it's interesting because you said you were talking about Uber and taxi cabs. So I, I flew into uh, uh, Fort Walton, and, you know, I'm looking at my Uber, and I'm, okay, I find out it's going to be a $60 Uber ride because it's quite a ways. So I'm walking out. Well, the taxi's right there. He's, you know, he's hitting me up. I said, now I'm looking for the Uber. He said, well, how much are they going to do? I'll match whatever their fare is. So, I mean, you know. so Well, because they, they've had to try and come back. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're trying to they're stay relevant. Right. They're trying yeah. to stay relevant. I don't know how they're still relevant. But how did, it, how did it differ to me? I mean, you know. At that point, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. I just want to ride to where yep. I was going. And, uh, you know, I knew I was going to spend the same amount. But he had to ask what they're offering now because in the I past he would have been I 120. I should have made it Instead of 60. Yeah. I should have. You should have. 47.50. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's the premise. Like, whether you choose Brian's approach and do it in-house or you sub it out, being a – not only it's a, you know, revenue stream, but being the one-stop guy that – so that your customer, hey, what should I get? Or, hey, should I do this? Or, hey, like, they're going to trust you mm-hmm. to do it. I mean, do you do mechanics as well? Oh, well, no. Brian said that, you know, they've started going well, in. Well, I'm not. Yeah, being like, I have experience and knowledge and background and all that, but I'm definitely not interested mm-hmm. in, in stepping out into that realm. So, so for that build, that avalanche build I've been talking about, uh, besides the detail work, yeah, you uh, sub it all out. Yeah, you sub it all out. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think his point and his question is you can get even more ingrained if you start being the guy that can maintenance his I'm stuff. your auto shop. If you yeah. have something to do with instead your auto shop, instead of just a de- instead of to 
Uh, <laughs> but then, but that, that kind of goes back to my point earlier on, where I I kind of want to focus on what I do. Like uh, what I consider we do is protect paint. So I, I'm about long-term paint protection. Uh, I'm also about vehicle aesthetics. So like the wheel repair, that's where that comes in. We'll do like free touch-up. Um, because touch up, touch up, and it's never going to be flawless, and I'm not charging for it. Um, there's, there's different streams. I don't want to be like the shop where there's something wrong with my car, I take it to him, because then it becomes more of the mechanic's mentality, and I, you know, I don't know if my mechanic's going to be ready for that at a drop of a hat kind of deal. Right. So, you know, we recently had Ashley from Solution Finish on, and she made, you know, a kind of a just a joking comment about being just a detailer. Well, I, what I love about that is we can be on spectrum being just a detailer to now with – that's why I keep saying the amount of opportunity as detailers we have now to do what you're saying and not just be a detailer, and we can offer so many other services and be that for our customer, that's huge. Yeah, like dent repair, window repair, Anything. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Killer. Killer. All right. So we need to talk about this beer for a little bit. Uh, Brian, what do you love about your left hand uh, milk stout? What do you love about your left hand? <laughs> yeah, what do you love about your left hand? So left hand actually – left hand, you know, so, so that's really funny. So left hand actually has a beer called The Stranger. Wow. I know. That's good. Yes. <laughs> Oh, you like them dark, do you? What yeah, about thick? Do you like them dark and thick? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's my <laughs> Atta boy. Uh, I'm not opposed. Atta boy. <laughs> uh, I'm not a huge drinker, though, so um, I'm just sipping on this, and it's uh, pretty lovely this evening. Well, good, good. Um, DJ, what do you think of uh, Stone Cloud Neon Sunshine? It's refreshing. Yeah. yeah it's refreshing, yeah. Paul, it's supposed to be a sort of in a sense. I have it on tap. Paul has it on tap next to I mean, I like it that much. So I have uh, Mick Ultra. I have Revolver Blood and Honey, and I have Stone Cloud Neon on tap. Right on tap. And I will tell you, I've got the, I got the big keg. I didn't get the small keg. You didn't I like get the pony. I didn't get no. You I didn't did not. get the pony. No, I got the uh, fifteen and a half gallon keg. And I'll tell you what, it is. It's good. I like it. Paul, I need to brew you a beer. Brew me a beer. Why did we not think of that before? I have no idea. I should have brewed you a beer and put a keg on your, on your tap. We should. We can run. We can run a line over. <laughs> run a line over. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, It'd be I, empty all the time. I have, I have so much stainless steel tubing. I can run it wherever you want. That would be. Oh, please. I'll make that happen. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I, I do. I need to brew you a beer. I didn't know you had this on tap. I Absolutely. love it. I, I love Belgiums anyway. I love the wits. I love anything wheat. But, you know, think of a Belgian wit as like uh, an American wheat beer. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's American wheat kind of took from Belgian wit, in a sense. Have you, have you been to the brewery? Stone or Cloud? I have not. It's right around your corner, and I haven't been to your place in, jeez, well, yeah, what, like eight, n- eight ten months? Me. I haven't been over to your place in a little bit. It's been a little while. 
So the only ever, uh, only ever opportunity I have, and I literally mean this probably ever only opportunity, when DJ jokingly said something about one-upping, the only opportunity I would ever have to one-up would be, you had the twins, which kind of, uh, you know, one one up to me, but mine was a, in, what was mine? Mine was a... You know what it was. I don't. Come on, you know that. Twin turbo. That was the. Uh, it was a G and X instead of a. Uh, what was yours? Oh yeah, mine. Mine were just twin grand nationals. Yeah, yours were twin grand nationals. Mine were G and Xs. Or mine was a G and X. Yeah, the G and X. Yeah, the G and X is impressive. Yeah, um, but you had two twins, or no? I mean, you had a set of twins, and I, I think. Mean, it, what, Quick little side note, it's kind of weird. So, yeah, the, the sequential big number, twin Grand Nationals, you know, one had like 500 miles, the other had like 700 miles, uh, shipped together, built next to each other, yada, yada, yada. Last week, I had a um, 2004 911 in, uh, Carrera, something I can't remember. Um, and then it's twin. It's identical car shows up, like, oh, the wow. next day or two days later. Wow. And so... The, the first one, like, he's a really good client of mine. So I call him. I'm like, Dave, I have your car twin here. Come <laughs> check it out. Did he bring? So did he, he bring up. his twin? Well, he, I already had his car there. Oh, so, like, oh. We have, I have both of them in the shop. Did you so give him the right like, one when you? Yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's which. So, so we're looking at it. They're identical down to the yellow caliper carbon brake, wow. which is pretty rare for a, an 04 what's the he, he asked me hey what's the the build date for that car uh july 2004 what's the build date of your car july of 2004 what's your vin number they were five vin numbers apart oh, they were wow. five digits apart wow so they it, it, in the odd i mean like for these two cars to just show up at the same time uh in oklahoma um let alone. Yeah, first of all, in Oklahoma. <laughs> there was only 300 of those cars produced because they were special edition, or they were launch edition cars that sat in dealership um, showrooms, you know, on dealership floors uh, for that generation or whatever. But I thought that was just kind of freaky having uh, something that close. So I came over one day and I was looking at your twins that you had. And I think you even said, hey, and right over here, look at this. And so I went and touched that spot that you pointed to. Wah, wah, wah. And graciously, you let me know that if I ever did that again, you, I'd get the kick the so fuck lightly. out. <laughs> I, I, and remember, I, I ended up kicking a guy out. With I know, you told me, guy. yeah. Some PDR guy came in telling me, you know, because I, I get it all the time. PDR guys come in telling me their services. I'm like, I, I, I know what y'all do. I'm good. Um, and there was a, there was a high spot on the hood, or not the hood, but the roof of this car. And we had already polished this out. Mind you, this paint measured right around uh, 55 microns. So there was really no paint already to begin with. And this guy just goes and rubs 
this high spot barehanded uh, on like a dusty surface on no thin soft paint. <laughs> yeah, I, no literally grabbed, I literally I got divorced for that arm. same reason. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed his arm and escort him out the shop and asked him, please do not return. Um, that, that's the big thing. It's just you don't touch people's cars. Yeah, now I, now I know. Hey, Brian, I have a question. Yeah, now you know. Brian, yeah. I have a question for you. And this is totally irrelevant to what we're talking about. Sweet. Have, all right, so David Allen Coe is supposed to be in a place called Aloha in Oklahoma City. Have you ever been there? I have, I have not been there. I've never heard have of it. Have you ever heard? I haven't either. And I don't know if it's real I, or not, but they're advertising it. I feel, like, I feel like I've heard of it, but I would not be able to tell you where or, or anything. But I do feel like I've heard of it. Okay, just in the police reports and stuff? <laughs> exactly. Huh. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard of that. I haven't either. Aloha. But, but uh, you know, we're going to. It's got to be on the River Rock somewhere, I think. Well, I, you know, apparently it's. Uh, I don't know where it is. I'd, I'd be lying if I told you. But yeah. uh, apparently we're not going to go there because it, we can't find it anywhere online except on. Or Facebook. Class and Circle. I like Class and Circle. No. It's a good we're, spot. We're going to go to Jamaica Joe's and play pool. Of course you're going to play pool. Of course you're going to play pool, Paul. Jamaica Joe's over in Midwest City. Absolutely. <laughs> They've got that 12 by 6. I, I graduated, hey, I, I graduated Midwest City uh, 2004. Hey, that 12 by 6 table they have there is insane to play on. Have you played on it? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't been there in a long, long time. <laughs> All right, let's go on to topic number two. We want to discuss... Oh, hey, Paul. Paul, you have no, I don't know. What are we talking about? Oh, God. <laughs> I, have to meet, I have to meet a lady downtown to scoot her at 8, so. Wow. Oh, you're going to scoot her downtown? Well, we, yeah. From Isn't that here? the best? No, from. No, you're just going to go downtown to scoot her. It's yeah, so, we, we scoot so her fun. from Jeep yeah, down so, there, and we, oh, it's totally our battery fun. died, so mm. we decided to uh, just go downtown and scoot her in. Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's the best. Yeah. yeah, a lot of fun. Really yeah. Um, No, topic number two is the the opportunity of building a team or staying by yourself? Oh, I'll stay for now. Okay. <laughs> so, I may have to go get another beer. Y'all want some more? Yeah, we have plenty. Go on. So, another stone class? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so at one point, Brian, you said that you were by yourself. DJ was also by himself. And you guys decided that you should bring in other people. That's a difficult, that's a difficult decision comes with a lot of stress, comes with a lot of questions, comes with all kinds of shit. Why did you decide to bring somebody in? Uh, I mean, because I'm one person. Like, burnout is very, very real, especially at the, the way I like to work. Uh, long hours, keep grinding it out. Um, one person can't do everything. Um I, I have a team now, like, so I was, it was, it was myself, like, once I became what I say legit, um, when I had quit my full-time job, um, 2014, um, it wasn't until, like, 2017, I hired, um, my first employee, so I was a little over two years by myself, and it just got to the point that the work had grown, and, you know, like, I'm booking, like, three or four weeks out, and... That was that was stressful in of itself because I don't I don't like being that far out. Well, I mean, there's a lot of guys that love to say, "Well, I'm booked three weeks out. I'm booked six. Like, 
They love to say that, but they just never can develop somebody to come into their shop. So they struggle with the opportunity that's out there. And, and I think it becomes a business practitionership, which separates people from being a really great detailer to actually having business practices. One of those business practices would be developing team members, would be training, would be having systems, would be all that's included, all that's included with having employees, well, team members, whatever you call it, and that's a hard transition to make. It, it really is, is. It is. I mean, my, and, and I'm coming from a background. My ex-wife and I had a, a staffing company for 12 years. Oh. So, I mean, you know, we, we saw a lot of that from both sides of it. And, Good thing yeah. you stayed, Paul. I love that y'all are bringing this up because I like right now that this is literally where I'm at. I was like when I got started and everything, um, I had a few people advise me, you know, like business mentors and they're like, you really need to work on your uh, SOP. You need to work on your culture. You need to work on uh, employee handbooks. I'm like, it's just me. Who like? Why do I need to do all this stuff? So I did not do that. And then when you had um, to do it, it sucked because you were so busy and you didn't have the time to do it, huh? Well, well, the problem the problem is I haven't done it, and this is this is a big snag in my my program right now. Um, I I'm still there way too much, and while I'm there, everything gets done the way that it needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. I'm there. Hold on, and I. And I I'm not trying to debate back and forth, but I'm, I just have a question. So, how do you, how do you set the standard? So you have to be there at all times in order for them to know what needs to be done, right? No, so um, it's like the bar owner that has a bartender that doesn't. But so, okay, so if you're yeah, not, if I, mean, you're I know not, guys that when they go on vacation, they have a shop. They close their shop. That's my question. To go do something, and it's not they the cannot take, It's not to take a hit at all, but no, I'm just I curious. So, I absolutely trust. The, the team that I have, and they can absolutely crush anything. It's an internal thing that I have. It's a, it's a flaw of myself that yeah, no, no, I'm sure. trying to, to work on. Uh, it, but I think it, it comes back to it's like everybody's like, well, it's your baby. I'm like, yeah, but you know, I, I shouldn't be this concerned. Um, I, I, I'm in a really weird spot with my business. Yeah, right no, no, I, I get it. And, and, and I, okay, so, okay, me, before, so I was in a spot where. I didn't have all the manuals in place and so on and so forth. And, like, I literally had to be at a mobile job in order for it to get done the right because, because they wouldn't know how to do it. They wouldn't know that it's a deluxe yep. detail, so it needs X, Y, and Z. They wouldn't know that it's an express yep. with a YWAX upgrade because it's this and this and this. Like, they wouldn't know those things. So, but, but you know, putting systems in place so that they understand. I can be in, at SEMA for a week and the shit gets done. That's what I'm saying. Do you have to be – is not having that stuff hindering you from, I guess – more freedom to work more not on your business. Not, not necessarily because the people that I have have been with me for a while, so they know. But like my training, um, I, I don't have a training procedure. Like you're going to learn because I'm going to sit next to you and show you exactly how this needs to be done, and that's not efficient. So there you go. That's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. You got it. It's just not efficient for develop into a business. Full-scale, long-term business. Pretty much right. all the manuals in our industry, Brian, is like literally dumping your brain into a freaking handbook. That's a, that, that's how we want to run our company. 
and of course there's a lot more yeah. to it, but still, like it's, I mean, you, yeah. Well, and, and what I always tell people, like, it, over time, like, I feel like I look at vehicles slightly different. I imagine, DJ, you're probably the same way. We, we analyze a vehicle slightly different, and I'm not saying that anybody else can't do it the same way. I definitely look at vehicles differently. I catch things that that most people don't see, and that and and a lot of times my guys won't catch that little stuff. And I kind of feel like that little stuff is what really separates me from somebody else. So and I kind of fear like that little stuff might get missed. But you know, we're all human. You know, I, I miss stuff all the damn time. You know, like, no. I'm very realistic. Your, your your model is a lot harder to to, to to train someone to have a natural because it's his because eyes. it's your yes. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I was yeah. yeah. That's so I decided to transition out of that. But you, I mean, it's 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 do, yeah, I don't well, know. no, but that's, that's the that's the tricky part, which is, is why tricky. I brought I'm it up. Yeah, like, it is and, tricky. and I, Paul, it's, I want it's, you. I, it's every business. It's not just. Yeah, yeah, I knew I knew it would be. That's why I wanted to come back to Paul. It's very tricky. I don't know that I knew that you owned a staffing company, so that's that's awesome that you stayed. Like, so talk to us from which is why I keep just bringing up the term business because while we can be successful and be doing really great at our skill of detailing. In order to be young and to grow through the years and to be one guy that is 60 years old, 70, 40, 50, whatever. I'm 55, man. Did you call me? No, 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 I didn't. No, that was back then. No, 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 That was not anywhere direct you. I just mean like. Yeah, I look 35. I get it. I just mean if you're going to start a detailing business and you love what you do, Brian, you loved what you do, there's plenty of other people that we love what we're doing as detailers. The opportunity now that we have to actually develop a business is unheard of. And so I, that's why I wanted to take a moment and say, Paul, then speak to us on developing a team members or employees, however you want to call it. What, how do we do that? What's, what are some good practices that we should do? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, here, here's my thought on it, right? So having had a staffing company, we did a lot of payroll-only type stuff. And, I, you know, yeah, there's a markup on that. But, you know, you don't have to deal with worker comp audits at the end of the year. You don't have to That's deal with the worst. You don't have to deal with anything, yeah. right? So you're going to pay about a 30% markup on your employee. But you're going to have – that's going to include all of their taxes, all their unemployment. That's going to include everything. You know, so it's, it's almost like paying somebody to do – what they know how to do. It's like what you're doing. You're offsetting your, uh, you know, your uh, uh, skin work. And so, I mean, you know, they're doing that. So you can't, you can't do everything. And what I found with both with myself and with the clients that we've had in the past is that they want to focus on what they do good. They're not good, right? They're going to miss a tax payment. They're going to miss this. They're going to miss that. They've got to go to their to their accountant. Their accountant's going to charge them to do this. Their CPA, whatever, you know. So a staffing company is a good option if you're large enough. Then a PEO is is a better option because you know that's going to give you better rates on your workers' comp. Going to give you a, a little bit better position to be in. So you're saying one thing that a detailer might do is. Instead of trying to manage all the taxes, manage all the everything that goes in with a employee slash team member or whatever, yeah. you're saying 
just outsource that like you might outsource other things so that the professionals will take care of that absolutely and and one and one of the reasons why is because okay let's let's do this let's say you hire a detailer okay you've got a small payroll let's say you have a payroll of i don't know seventy five thousand dollars a year so you you're you're going to pay somebody twenty five thousand dollars to come in and be a detailer i don't know if those are accurate they've got to be somewhere close so you do that let's say that you bring him in you bring him on he doesn't work out he files unemployment well then that affects your unemployment rate right but in with a staffing arrangement or with a with a temporary arrangement it doesn't you can try before you buy you know it's not going to affect you and then you take him on you know when you find out well, he's that actually your line paul try before you buy hey that is still my line that's why you're going downtown that's right that's why i'm going to oklahoma city try before you buy no but i mean seriously though i mean you don't have to uh you know those unemployment rates for small businesses, and I'm sure Brian will do if he, you know, if he has employees. I mean, he knows if someone quits and they file unemployment, it's a pain. And you know, if your rate goes from like a point eight to a, you know, to a three or four point, I, that's on your entire payroll. I mean, that's an issue. We all know that it's struggle to find somebody that's good. Exactly. Right. So well, I think giving your payroll. well, here's what I was going to say is giving Paul's scenario, it allows you freedom to call the staffing company and go next. That's right. Absolutely. And we had Next, that happen. But someone like me and Brian, like, we want to we want to make sure we vet out the right person before we even let them in our freaking shop in the first uh, place. Okay. Right? okay. Well, here. Yeah, so yeah. for a staffing agency, I, just, I don't think it'd work for the type of. Well, but you're not understanding because we don't just, we don't just send yeah, somebody. Yeah, it does work. No, yeah. what happens. We'll do all the back work to find the right guy. We find them. I guess. The, we send them to you. You interview them. If you like them, you take them. If you don't like them, you say no, send us the next. Okay. We background check them. Okay, so we do all that in-house, though, but yet okay. we don't have to pay another company to. Yeah, but you pay all the taxes and all the fees. I pay the taxes. What do you, I pay, pay, yes, what do you pay when somebody quits and files unemployment on you? I've never had a phone from one case because. Ever? No, never. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're a, you're a unicorn then. No, it's yeah. just. It's a little bit smaller business, maybe. Yeah. I understand your point. And and you're trying to say you don't need it. I think I think what I love about Paul's suggestion. No, no, no not you don't need it. It's it's well, not applicable in some. No, no, some no. I think it is. Here's here's where I was going to say where it's applicable, is if you're if go back to being starting, go mm-hmm. back to being one guy because that's where we were saying you want to bring on a team member. You understand all this other complication that's going into running your business as a single operator, and now you got to bring in somebody else that you want to bring in to help. Yeah, you got one guy you're bringing on. You just let's go one guy. You have to go get a, a workers' comp policy. Okay, 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 pa- okay pause. Yeah. Pause. Hold on. Like you've got all this other stuff that you want to do. You've got to train them. Mm-hmm. You've got to do all this mm-hmm. other stuff. This alleviates that headache. It alleviates the headache of, oh, shit, now i got to go pay payroll taxes. Who do I even talk to about that? Oh, wait, what's unemployment? Oh, wait, what's that? Like, there's so many other things that, yes, you might pay just a little bit more. It's a oh, service. It, you, you'll you pay a little more. It's a more. service. You'll pay a little bit more, so but it alleviates, more. alleviates oh, yeah. that struggle. And they're fixed costs, right? So oh, you're, they're fixed, yeah. So, so you know what it's going to be. 
and you don't have to deal with that unemployment audit or that uh, uh, workers' comp audit, you know, because when they come in, it's, it's like send us your payroll for the entire year so they can figure out. Oh, you know, no, I, yeah. Hey, and when we year. did auto yeah, spa at the mall, I don't and when we tried got, to bring people on to do something like that, that unemployment, that initial payment for unemployment's not easy to swallow. And then the regular quarterly, I know you like to swallow, DJ, but I don't. And so it makes it really, really mind, tough. Bro, for that comment. Okay, so just because, because there's no video, DJ actually has a shirt on. Says, <laughs> hey, Brian, we're getting out there by the old guys right now. We're getting lectured right now, Brian. I think we're both on the same page, though. Go ahead. DJ, how do you, how, how do, you do your payroll right now? I Yes, I have a payroll company doing that. So they take out all the taxes. Of, you know, okay, so you still outsource. Yeah, but not. It's not on. And, and I pay my own workers' comp though. You, but you use paychecks. Huh? No, no, no. Paycom. Uh, uh-uh. uh, a local company. Yeah, we use Southwestern Payroll. Have you heard of them? Yeah. They're good. I know the guy. So similar, just not full on. You still got. I think Paul is the difference in that is between that and a staffing company. The only, the only thing that I have with, I mean, with using just a payroll only, is my issue is I don't want to do the the workers comp. So as long as they'll provide, you know, a workers comp at a reasonable rate, I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter if it's uh, paycom, you know, paycheck, Southwest Payroll, or Gusto matter right it's just i don't want to have to do that as a business myself because you know then i've got to pay my cpa to do my payroll that gets expensive and you know so it, in the long run for me it's cheaper to actually use a service because, because they I, because i don't have to worry about hiring it. like i want to pick that person I don't so either one at least having those options is a good thing for people to look at instead of having to do it all themselves for sure yeah absolutely we do a lot ourselves, and that's why I'm kind of going back and forth because it's, it's possible. Because I, sh- I should, should do all of it. She does all that stuff, all the hiring, the, all that crap. Yeah, so. I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. I need your job. <laughs> all right, so besides taxes and all that stuff, I mean, that's one thing to look at. You know, Brian, how do you guys handle – DJ's a little bit different. Talked about DJ has these written out systems written out this. You have, I think, a little bit more just it's in your mind and this is the way you're going to do it. Yeah, and that's the problem with Elder Spot. I have enough structure set up. Like, the way that I, I mean, it's just myself and four other guys, and everybody kind of has their kind of a set job. You know, I got a, a guy that's PPF installed, I have a guy that does paint correction, um, I have guys that do, you know, detail work. Um, but also, everybody can do – well, not everybody can install PBF, but everything else everybody can do. Um, now, are those so guys like are, th- are those guys well. full team members slash employees, or are they subcontracted oh, this out? Is everybody. No, 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 no. Everything, all of this, uh, I have four full-time employees. Okay, cool. Do you uh, have any contract employees? Um, no. Okay. No. But so when you, you know, like I was saying, either way, like whether somebody has a whole written out system or they don't, could you have gotten as far as you're in today 
without doing what you've done with bringing other people in? No, hell no. No, there's absolutely not. There's absolutely no way. I mean, like, how how is that possible? Like, I have, I, I think I counted 19 cars at my shop. Like, how am I going to do 19 cars? <laughs> That's a long day. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, so, yeah, but, so for guys that have a shop, <laughs> you know, they got a shop and they're a one-man show and they're just like, man, I can, I just can't, people just suck. I just can't train them. They just suck. Like, yeah. how do you guys handle that? Like, what, how do you swallow that pill and still then go on? Like, because that's a whole nother headache. Well, oh, people yeah, suck I, I, and I they won't show up Monday for work. Oh, it's always it's always a Monday. That's what we found on. on Anytime Monday. someone quits is a freaking Monday. They just don't want to show up. Brian, how do you handle that? Well, I've been absolutely blessed. I have um, hashtag Ryan, blessed. Who I call? <laughs> that I call Ryan, who's my right hand man. He does pretty much all the paint correction. Um, he 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 comes from a different generation. He. He shows up. He does hard work. He and I are very much alike in the sense of how we work, and yeah, I and would say we that. mesh yeah. very well. We mesh very well. So there, there isn't any. This, he's not really an employee to me. Like he is almost like a partner in a sense. Um, he, you know, like he knows when he needs to be there. He knows what his job is to to be done. Um, how long, how long he, you guys work together? Kinda, he, um. 2016. Oh, nice. Um, basically, when I got it, when, when I moved into the shop, when I moved into the shop in Oklahoma City, is when I brought an employee on, and uh, move, that move and bringing an employee on, I almost lost everything. hurts everything. to hear. Employee. But you say it. I do. But but thinking of that struggle though, like I'm saying, the beef back that some guys will give is. Uh, nobody can do it like I do it. That's fine. Well, then keep it's doing true, it how though. you're doing it, but just under, understand you're not going to grow. Like, there, there's more no, no. So, than just you. And, like, and, and, and the, I'm not knocking that model at all. Like, there's a lot of times I've been like, damn, I wish I could just go back to cherry-picking jobs. <laughs> and, you know, I'm only do, I'm doing these mm-hmm. exotic cars in my garage at the house, and y'all just stay here at the, the shop. Yeah, but, no you know, like, I... And then I go back to the other realm of I love being in the shop. I, I love the chaos of having that many cars. And and unfortunately, those 19 cars are all like film coating, wheels off. Like they're not like in and out jobs. They're not two hour jobs. We're talking days for all of this work. Um, I couldn't do that, you know, without a team. That's awesome. All right. So any input then on how to get over that struggle, DJ? Of. Of maybe you don't get over it. Maybe no, the I next. Yeah, no, I, like, I was yeah, gonna I say. Really get over it. Yeah, I was gonna say like maybe that's a pod. Like you never get over the fact that somebody will never do it as well as you. So oh, how so, do you get over the fact that they will never do it as well so as here's you? The thing. And you continue to grow. Yeah. Oh, it's it's easy. No, no. Here's it's how we. Easy. No, no, no. It's not but easy. Nobody yeah, got, like, okay, you, it, it, you have to swallow a pill. So here's what we did. So okay, Brian, me and you, we can detail. DJ it. Swallowed. We just started. Oh my goodness I gracious! Like your shirt says. My shirt does. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, Brian. So so me and you work at a ten, right? 
when you bring someone on, they're never probably going to work in our in our opinion at a, above an eight or an eight and a half or a nine. Yeah, yeah, they'll yeah, they'll yeah, never be at that level. So, at certain things, yeah. We're talking overall, overall detail, right? Yeah. No one will ever be what we want them to be in their in their position. Period. But so, but if you start setting a standard in your business for new clients at an eight, and you give great service, you give great quality, you give great this, great this, great this, but you're only at an eight. An eight is a lot higher than every other company that's out there, right? So that's how you grow. Is that you? Ha- so me and you, Brian, we have certain clients that we have to do. There's, I know you do. Yep. There's cl- clients that yep. you yep. cannot send any. I can say that with all confidence that you can't send yep. anyone to do but yourself, and we still do them. Without a doubt. Exactly, yep. because we work at a ten and they won't pay for a nine. They won't pay for a nine point two. We have to do them. But if you start as you grow, setting the standard as an eight, or if you wanted it a seven, I don't know. But if an eight is a good number. And you always set it an eight. You will continue to grow because you're hiring a bunch of eights. But here's the thing: you and, have and to growing, and growing the detail bit. You don't have to be great at detailing to, to grow a detail business. You definitely have to be good. Um, you have to have great customer service. Good, good quality. And eights a eights a good. It's eighty percent. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be to the level that we like to take. That we like to take it to. And we started this way. Me. We, we, but that's yep. how we started. We've, that's how we're so good. It's how we've gotten the opportunity to grow to this level is because of how Without we were before. And that's why we have certain clients yep. that still stick, that we still do because they want to pay for that. But and, and plus those clients, those clients you had early on, and you have a really good relationship with those people too. Uh, you know, these clients aren't clients. These are friends of mine now for sure. that I that have more trust in me. Like, I, that's that's probably one of the biggest things like I think back to is just like I, I remember one of the first like what I call like a bigger job it was like an 08 BMW M3 and this was like in 2009 2010 so this was like a pretty new M3 and this guy had heard about me and I was detailing out of my dad's garage in Midwest City he literally brings this M3 over drops it off I've heard all this great stuff gives me the keys and just leaves I'm like holy crap like that my rapport with what I do and how I do it has given this guy enough trust to just like show up at my house and give me the key to his car, you know? So yep. do you guys, I think to Paul's point, he said, saying, you know, setting expectations, do you set expectations and let the customer know that, hey, your guys aren't going to produce an eight and not a 10? Or do you have specific packages, specific um things for your your guys to do that they will then achieve the eight the customer's mm-hmm. happy everything's great and then oh you want to go to the next level okay well that's I, dj or that's brian status and yeah, that's yeah, you know I, this specialty I this people, i got different people that do different things within the shop exactly can do Perfect. Just about it. Yeah. everything that's but how you do definitely yeah. there's people that I'm do things different. much better ryan yes. yes correct much better than anybody else in the shop, you know, like, so that's, that's who I want to polish. So I think the nugget of information for guys there is, okay, cool. You developed yourself so amazing and you have really great skills at detailing. Awesome. Kudos to you. And especially Brian, I mean, your shop is very unique. Mm -hmm. The, the paint booth that you brought in dismantled, rebuilt, put your own logo on the top so that people could see it in the reflection of the car. Like, like it's a high-end shop. And 
and and to be able to do that and not just stay at yourself and to be able to grow it into then having team members is where I'm I'm wanting this little segment to go to those guys that are out there and they're like, yeah, but me and my guy do this or yeah, I'm this and I can't go any further. I'm booked out three months or I'm booked like cool. The opportunity is huge right now to be able to bring somebody in, whether you train them, you know, your style, Brian, or you you train them DJ style where there's written processes, which it seems to be a little I'm bit gonna, more. I'm definitely getting to DJ style. Yeah, I was going to like say. It's going to be implemented. I, I have to. Yeah. I, I think for guys to really grow full scale, they need to learn from DJ and learn, you know, developing processes. And so to do that, you're going to have to create opportunities for other customers that will not want to pay for your status, but they're very happy with that 70 or 80%. And it makes complete sense to grow a business beyond just detailing cars, but to have a full scale business. It makes sense. Right. And so what you were talking about, bringing on team members. So the issue is, you, you know, let's say you have you know, Brian and one other guy, or you have me and one other guy doing this, right? Then once, once you do that, and I have to bring a team member on, I'm giving up money. Mm -hmm. I'm giving up profit. So I have to determine when is it right to give up the money that I'm making so that I can make more in the future. And that's a tough point for people to do. It is because they, you're exactly right, because that's what happens. Hold on, Brian. That's what happens. These guys will say, what, it's, I'm, I'm, I can make this so much myself, so what, blah, 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 blah. And here's the point of a video that I recently released. If you only made $300 a day off of someone that came in, that translates to $72,000 a year passive income in a sense because – you set up the systems that DJ's talking about. You set up all the different stuff. The customer, if, if you did it perfectly to the way DJ has it set up to where the customer buys online through a link, they set their own schedule because you've got it set up. They come in. You've got somebody that's set up to handle that customer at a certain rate. You just take a little bit of cream off the top, and you didn't have to set aside any of your time because you're busy doing your stuff and you have somebody that makes you $72,000 a and year? What the so fuck? <laughs> when do you ever get that? Right. In detailing cars to yeah. passively make $72,000? Right. That's insane. Yeah. It is. All right, let's, uh, we need to rate these beers and wind it down. Sorry, hour and a half. We're, we're full on into it. You can tell when the beers hit. <laughs> you can tell when really two great topics and yeah, brian's got a lot a, of great information brian that was super nice yeah. having you. we gotta i gotta come down to okc one of these times and have we have got lunch or something she's coming this weekend i'm not going so I've brought, i i re, you remember, didn't i bring ian over to your shop at one time ian ruled with me down through oklahoma city Maybe. but then he Maybe. lasted one trip he lasted one trip. It's a kind of a tough ride driving down there and hitting all the spots and driving back late. I'm sure it is. 21 AC is a good hotel. AC is a good hotel. Mm. <laughs> and so no, is, that's, that's uh, the art hotel, right? So is Camp Christie, which is where I'm going to be staying this weekend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Brian, we need to rate your beer, and then we're going to do a question of the day. That's where you get to ask us and anybody else that's listening a question that's on your mind. It can be about detailing. It can be about... Paul, it could be about DJ being a stranger with his left hand. It can be about anything. Wow. How am I, how am I rating 
One to five. One to five. Five being the greatest. Yep. That's correct. Nice. That's a good beer. Oh, hold on. We got to rate it. We got to rate it on our side. Ah, shit. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I jumped ahead. I was just letting you know so that you could tag it, you know, keep it in your back pocket. DJ, you want to go? Uh, three and a half. Oh, How do you get really? so shocked? Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Three and a half? Yeah. Well, he does have that shirt that says I like to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. No. Because at the beginning of this podcast, we put this next to Blue Moon in a conversation, and yep. Blue Moon all day long I would okay. drink it. Remember, I like them heavier, yep. and you like them what? You're right. I'm not, you like the revolvers? You like them light. <laughs> I forget what I said, too. Uh, I'm, I'm going four. I'm going four. Yeah. yeah. I'm outnumbered at the table, my friends. You're entitled to your I opinion. am outnumbered. You are. On all different levels. I like the beer. It's super easy to drink. I would. I mm. would. You like them easy. I, I like them easy. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah. yeah, no, no, but we made a joke earlier. It was like I, I didn't like it over Blue Moon because you said Blue Moon's heavier. I think Blue Moon's just a little bit heavier. Little bit heavier. Drink. And Marty likes them easy. Well, we don't have an orange. Right? <laughs> we don't have an orange. If you had an orange, uh, it's still no. I don't think so. That Blue it's Moon has that. Beat. Yeah, you Blue can't. Moon's that unique. taste is so good. Yeah, it's just a little different. I'm going four though. You're going four. Four. Yeah. You already went four. Yeah. Have it on tap. Well, no. I would like it on tap to try the difference, though. Honestly, side by side, that'd be interesting. That would be interesting. We should keep those in the refrigerator and do that. Or we should go visit Brian and go around the corner and drink it at the well, actual got, brewery. If, if he's we not busy all making all the money. Hey, Brian, what are you doing this weekend? I'm coming. <laughs> I thought she was coming. He's got six oh, kids. <laughs> Why are you trying to get her both to come too? <laughs> Shit! It's that kind you of party. You one person to come. Yeah, we're both coming. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Brian. You're coming too. In case you didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, I've that's got, a you, not a. I've got to go, guys. <laughs> Brian, what's your question of the day? Are you going to come? Sorry, I ruined that. The, I mean, the obvious question of the day is why is it so being hot? But realistically, the question of the day for me towards y'all would be what do you do to you went really weird. Are you away from the phone? You can. Me? There you there go. There you That's go. Better. One more time. Uh, Sorry. Sorry no, it's good. Um, what, um, how do you separate your personal and business life, or, or just the, the work-life balance between the two? Work-life balance. Work-life balance. I, I, I have zero work-life balance. Marty does have zero. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about the staffing company that my ex-wife and I started. So. When I met my ex-wife, she was working for a staffing company. She came to me and she said, hey, look. She quit her job. She said, I want to quit my job. She came and helped me. And then she, you know, after about a year, she said, uh, you know, I have clients coming to me. We want to start a staffing company, you know. And I looked at the numbers and I thought, well, those are horrible. And she said, no, that's not every month. That's every week. So 52 weeks versus 12 weeks. So, you know, months makes a big difference. 
<laughs> she came too. <laughs> oh, she came that's why she, that's why she was right. She came a lot. So, so anyway, so we started a staffing company. And uh, we worked together, you know, both in my business, her business, and, you know, all of it. And uh, uh, so what happened is, is that we were talking just like a week ago. And, uh, you know, how difficult it is. So everything was about work. I mean, regardless, we're on vacation. We're, we're talking about work. We're, you know, at home, having a cigar and a glass of wine on the, on the patio. We're talking about work. Everything is about work. So you're right. There has to be that separation, and that's why you need to have a business somewhere else than your home. You can't stay at home and grow because. You know, everything, it's just going to encompass your life. It's going to encompass your relationships. And you just can't do that. It, yeah, it, it, it helps a lot. We still, to the, I mean, to this day, we still go home and talk but, about it. But <coughs> you can't. you got to stop. You no, for sure. Uh, that's the advice well, I get. Well, there's got to be a point. I, get I, that I advice say from, you can't. I get that advice from a lot of people. Last no, no. Well, one of the reasons. The last person told me that, like, six months ago, they got divorced, too. It's the same, I mean, same thing. Okay, so coming from a divorced guy whose his ex-wife said the reason she left was she didn't feel that I loved her, right? So I, I get it. I, I, think, I think for me, I don't have work-life balance because I love what I do. I have struggled for years and years and years. DJ, you even said when you knew me at the wash, I never sat still and I would go twink, tinker with stuff or I'd do this, try and grow that. Or like I was always active because I don't choose to be in an industry or a business that I don't enjoy. And so I enjoy everything that I do. I enjoy sitting up for three or four hours trying to figure out how to edit a video. We're I enjoy told if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Yes, I don't work. I love what I do. It, I, I can now hit so many different things, and I'm starting to hit some progress on some stuff, and I'm like, I'm excited. I don't want to ever have balance. I don't know what the other side is. I struggled. I never could find anything that I enjoyed. Other than work. But you were married. Ever? No. When I was a mobile detailer, it was not enough to just go clean cars during the day. I had to then use my, yes, because I was bored. I was bored out of my mind. And so I would go then clean concrete at night and wake up early to clean concrete in the morning and then go detail cars all day. That's just the way I'm wired. Hmm. And, And I think the reason why I went through a divorce and she didn't think that I loved her was because... She was a second love. And if you're going to marry into an entrepreneur, marry into a small business owner, you've got to also marry into the business. You've got to marry into the whole lifestyle. You were absolutely right. Now, and and I'm going to say, when, you know, my... my Marty just dropped his mic. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because, you know, you're absolutely right, Marty, because, you know, the the issue, more of the issue with my ex-wife was, is that, you know, I have an issue of I want to solve a problem. If there's a problem, I'm going to fix it. I'm That's going to move forward. Spirit. Right. She didn't have that. It wasn't it wasn't that driving force that every problem had a solution. It was like every problem had a whining, you know. And, and so I think there's I think 
when you're dealing with that, you have to understand that entrepreneurs do. I mean, they want to fix things. It's like, okay, there's a solution. There's I'm going to go. There's always there's something always else. Solution. There's always a solution to make your yeah. business successful. True. So, you know, and you have to search for it. It's not easy. It's not uh, not easy on you. It's not easy on your spouses. But you know, it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, I would rather work on my business than watch a movie now. The Which is so a lot of people say that's not healthy. No, my wife and I do the same thing. We'll put the kids to bed and we'll pop up on computers and we'll just but we'll work. Someday on the weekends, I veg out. I tell her, like, during the week, we can do this all night, all day, every day. On the weekends, I'm like, nope, I'm done. I turn yeah. off. I turn the hell off. How long, are you in, how long have you been uh, in business now? Nine years. Wow. So I'm, I'm just into my fifth year. Dude, yeah, but you. The first, the first couple years, like, I couldn't leave the shop. Like, a vacation wasn't a thing. Yeah, your I'm mindset, so though, bro, you're going to be, you'll be. I mean, you'll be there quick. I mean, but, but now, now, like, I, I think I hit like the fourth year, and just like, I don't care nearly as much, or like, I don't stress out nearly as much. And and this year, you know, I definitely won't either. Um, but I still worry, you know, and like. Oh, dude, it it, 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 it it doesn't go it doesn't go away though. Like I worry all the time. Like it's it's you're always gonna have you're always gonna have uh no matter how big you get, you're always gonna have issues. Like yeah, when I leave for SEMA for seven days and the whole company's still running. There's still issues. I mean, nothing, you know, but. I mean, we're working. What time is it now? Oh, yeah. I won't go home until. It's 7.30. Yeah. But we're doing what we love. We're doing something that we like. Every and we're Wednesday technically night. still on the clock. Oh, yeah. Except I've... for Paul. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh... <laughs> I'm thinking I have to meet somebody at 8. You, know, you better get rolling, and Paul. I'm thinking my, my watch is like eight minutes slow. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. Like, I do get it, Brian. I do. I just personally, I mean, you just, you asked a question, so I gave my personal answer. I mean, that's my personal answer. I, I am, I am anxious about next week. <laughs> I go on vacation. Yeah, I learned uh, <laughs> this, this uh, past trip we did. I'm like, you're, to get on a plane, like, I'm like, dude, we're good. We got time. Like, you freak the hell out. Always. Every I'm like, dude, we have plenty of time. Like, nah. no, I freak out. I get I extremely out anxious out, yeah. about trips. Yeah. Um, not just the being. It was. Yeah, not just being there early. I have to be there early all the time. Like, but you want to make sure everybody's taken care of here. Well, the plane but tickets. But that's the part. I, I really oh, struggle dude, with making sure everything is oh, handled while I'm gone. That that's all my customers are cool with me being oh, gone, yeah. and then I will work. The one other thing that drove my before? ex-wife crazy. The week before you leave. Oh well, yeah. I mean, okay. I get oh, it. Yeah, a week before I'm you leave crazy. Every time up until the plane leaves. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm not going to make my flight. With this last phone call, I have to make. <laughs> yeah. I've got to get this. I've got to do this. Right. Oh yeah, no. Friday will be insane. I already know that. I'll be up way you too late. I leave on Saturday. I normally leave. I on leave Friday. on Saturday. <laughs> um, but no, like, I will. Not, I will still work. What drove my ex-wife crazy? is that I would work during vacation. I look forward to next week because I have these big thoughts that have been running through my head about some programs or some different things that I want to do. And I'm already setting, I can actually sit down and focus on it, but it would drive my my ex-wife crazy. I developed a website during a vacation and that was one of the last time, like, she left not only a couple months later. <laughs> like, but, but I'm know, on vacation developing but, websites. But like, the, is well. <laughs> <laughs> the website's still alive, too, right? <laughs> yeah. 
No, but it did well while we, like, it did well. I'm just saying, like, I will take two or three days. It's going to be very hard for me to break away. I'll only take a good day or so, but at that point, I do hit my mark, and I will put the phone away, and I will enjoy some flight kind on the beach (laughs) and sit under a tent and absolutely just stare at waves rolling in while the kids are playing and just let them do whatever they want. You have to recharge. I'll go scuba diving, which I'm super excited about. That's the stupidest thing I ever said. Oh, no. So my uncle owns a house in the Cayman, so we're going to get to go stay for free. Super excited about it. You stay in his house? I have no idea. I've never been. What? Yeah. Well, no, there's in there a place in hell called hell in the Grand Canyon. I have no idea. I have no idea. Sure. Yeah. So I I went there. I will struggle, which will be interesting, is next week. I will still be I will still be working. (laughs) I will work all next week. He don't ever stop. Yeah. I think you get you work I see more content when you're traveling than and I get more energy out of working. Right? He's got to pump it out. It's better than swallowing. I'd rather pump it. I know, like DJ Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, Brian, so where do people find you on social? How do they connect? How do they follow what you do? Absolutely. Uh, Instagram. One more time. Hey, it broke up. Your phone keeps breaking up lately. The Auto Spa LLC. You can visit us at www.detailokc.com. And Brian, did your question, did it stem from something that you're struggling with? Are you thinking like, hey, you need to be able to have a little bit more breakaway time? Oh, totally. I mean, I'm five years into it, and I, sure. I average, you know, that's like a, no, it's time. five to 75 hour a week. Yeah, I feel like that's the year. Years. Like, I think five is one of those, four or five is one of those, those years that you're just kind of like transitioning into, oh crap. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not totally making a lot of money. You're not making as much money as you're going to make in five years, right? And so you, you really don't know. It's a, it is a transition year, absolutely. Paul, what, Paul, what did you, what, what did you say? I didn't hear the, the He said at five years you're making money, but you're probably not. And, and this isn't. He doesn't know anything about you, so don't. Just right. in no. general, like at. One, they, they say one to two years it takes to actually make some money. But then, you know, after that five-year point where if you can get past that level, then you're making, like, money, money. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, once you get – And, it, you get and it takes you to get there, yeah, like, to does. push past I mean, that level. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you're making oh, money. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah and I'm, I'm, I have a struggle right there as well. I just kind of tapped out. and uh, yeah, But it's, it's just because I have to change my processes and, and implement some processes as well. No, I you're doing great, dude. Through. I know I can push through. Brian, I've been watching you, but you, you guys are killing it, though. Like, you're doing great. For where you're at in year four or five, like, you're 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 farther than I was when I was year four or five. Man, I, I've been blessed. I show up every single day. That's, like, I think that's probably the only, only advice I could ever give anybody is just show up, do what you say you're going never to do. Never quit. I that's show right. up every yeah. day. Yeah, I've never quit. Always your Failure is not an option. Like, you know, you could, stuff might go wrong, but go a different direction with it and failure is an option and uh we push through dj where do people find you uh you can find me at dj patterson on instagram you can find us at pints polishing podcast give us a follow stay in touch definitely so brian 
you came to SEMA Pint Night, the inaugural SEMA Pint Night. That was, yeah. that was so fun. Yeah, we are going to do... We were nervous about packing the room uh, out. We did was like not know... Over capacity. I was telling somebody this week, like, we thought we'd have 40. Yeah. And when we had over 100, we couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, mobile... Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Everyone's like, "Oh, what? Marty's talking to Larry," and he's like, like "You were talking to Larry," and everyone's like, "Dude, Larry, Larry. you see yeah. He had, yeah, he had, he had, he had no idea, but <laughs> no idea. We'll get him on the podcast eventually, right? Maybe. Uh, we have to get in touch with his people. And uh, anyway, I was gonna say we got Mobile Tech Vegas Pint Night coming up. I don't think you're gonna go to Mobile Tech Vegas, but we wanted to plug that at the end. Uh, you know, hey. If you're going to Mobile Tech Vegas, we'd love for you to come to Pint Night. I think we're going to try and work out a happy hour type Pint Night. It's looking so, good. So stay tuned. You can find uh, and follow us at Pints and Polishing Podcast or at Total Auto Solutions. Love to get some DMs going with you. Try and help out as much as we can. Brian, man, hour and 48 minutes. One of the It was up there with the longest. One of the longest podcasts. Man, thank you for your time. I know you. I'm ready. Let's go. We'll keep it rolling. <laughs> Paul and Marty are gonna go scooter down downtown. I. You want to get? You want, you want to come? I'm not gonna be a third wheel with come you, on. Paul. Come on. He wants you to come, dude. He wants you to come. <laughs> yeah, Paul wants you to come, man. He wants me to come. Thanks, DJ. Thanks. Thanks. Now he's saying come too. <laughs> I don't need that. Uh, come, come, come. Oh gosh, I'm done. Okay, can I go home now? Can I go home now? <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I know you got to go back to work, and, man, thank you for your time. Yep. Thank you for taking the time out. You had even mentioned it was a kind of a tough day. So. Yeah, we really appreciate and it. I, I, really, yeah, I really thank you for your time. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a wonderful evening, and thank you for the time. Hey, Brian, I'll tell you what, I'm going to hit you up this weekend when I come to <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> please, please. I, I'm at the shop from 9 to noon every Saturday, so come see me. Uh, I don't usually answer my phone outside of those times. So. All right. Well, we're not going out until noon, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> 11.58 a.m. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, see you, Brian, man. Have a great night. Awesome. Thank you, much. Bye. See you, man. Hey, everyone. This is Sheldon Kay, show manager of Mobile Tech Expo. Our Las Vegas show is happening September 5th through 7th, and I want to give you all a heads up that our education day is already 50% sold out. So if you're thinking of attending, you should probably sign up soon. Since Pints and Polishing is one of our favorite partners, I want to offer you all a special discount. Sign up with the discount code PINTS, that's P-I-N-T-S, and save 15% off our education day pass. I can't wait to see you all at the show and share a beer with you. Cheers. (laughs) Ah!